exactly what is going on with him, but uh, he needs our prayers. Anyone else this evening? Remember our church. Remember Brother Nick as he brings the word tonight. The lost. Our youth for sure. Anything else? Unspoken requests. Lost loved ones. I know we've all got people we'd like to see saved those of you that can and will come around the altar tonight we'll go to the lord in prayer pray there in your seat all right brother son pastor you lead us tonight Father in heaven, we just come before you thanking you, Lord, for this another uh, opportunity we have to come into your house. Lord, just to uh, gather in your name, Lord, uh, Lord, in your presence, God, with your people. Father, thank you for those who are here. Father, I thank you, Lord, for each and every one that's chosen to make their way out tonight. Lord, I pray that you especially bless them for their gathering. Lord, uh, but I pray that it would not be a waste, Lord, I pray, Father, uh, Lord, that they would not, uh, Lord, that, Lord uh, leave these, this place, God, feeling as if they've not uh, learned something, gleaned something, received some help from you. But, Lord, help us, Lord, first and foremost, God, to be faithful in our offering up of praise, Lord, and in your high and holy name. God, we love you. God, we thank you for who you are and what you do for us, Lord. Thank you for every good and perfect gift, Lord, that comes from above. Lord, thank you, dear Jesus, God, just for the simple things. Father, so many times that we fail to appreciate God, Lord, we just, uh, Lord, take for granted, Lord, uh, Lord, uh, from day to day, God, uh, all that you do for us, and God, uh, how blessed we are, Father, Lord. Uh, forgive us for our sins, cleanse us from, un from all unrighteousness. Uh, Lord, certainly there's no good in us. Father, we're unworthy. Uh, Father, Lord, we're not here by our own merit, God. But God, we're here, God, and, uh, Lord, because of the blood of Jesus and the righteousness of our Savior, God. I pray, Lord, tonight that you'd... Uh, uh, Lord, uh, bless our church. God, bless each and every one. God, and, uh, Lord, that uh, is a part of this body of believers. God, we pray that you would see fit to enlarge our coast, Lord, and expand, Lord, this ministry, God, and, uh, Lord, in such a way that would glorify thy name. Lord, I pray, Father, that you just help us, God, uh, uh, to draw nigh to you, Lord, Father, that we wouldn't be satisfied, God, and, uh, Lord, with, uh, with uh, following you from a distance or from afar off or being a part of the outer court. Lord, but God, help us, Lord, to be like John the Beloved. God, who wouldn't take anything less, Lord, than leaning his head on your bosom, God, so he can hear your heartbeat, Father. Lord, I just pray tonight, God, that you bless uh, every prayer request, God. And God, meet each and every need, God, that exists in the house, Lord, those who have been mentioned. God, those that have not, Father, I know, God, that there's burden upon heart.
times and places in uh, troubling times. Uh, Lord, discouragement all around. But Father, we're thankful, God, uh, for your sufficient grace, God, that continues to help us uh, put one foot in front of the other. Lord, uh, God, I pray that you just continue to help us to take it a day at a time and trust you to supply our needs. Uh, Lord, just to uh, provide every need and, uh, Lord, do for us what uh, you alone are able to do. Uh, God, help us, Lord, to follow the love of Jesus all over again. And, Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, that you uh, put a hedge about us. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you just... Uh, God, uh, open above all things, help us to be found faithful, God. Uh, God, Lord, there's no substitute for faithfulness, God. And God, I pray, Lord, that you just uh, help us to reach uh, souls that are lost and without you, God. Father, uh, uh, Lord, just as was mentioned Sunday night, God, we feel as if, Lord, we're right on the verge, God. Of, uh, uh, Lord, uh, God, the bottom calling out this thing, God. Uh, Lord Jesus is coming back. And judgment is, is uh, right around the bend, God. And souls are perishing, God. And hell is enlarging itself, Lord, each and every uh, day. So, God, uh, moving our midst, working our hearts, dear Jesus. And Lord, uh, help us to have a fervency in our effort. Uh, Lord, uh, God, help us, Lord. Uh, Father, that we'd be uh, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as we know that our labor is not in vain for the Lord. So come, Lord Jesus, is our prayer. And we ask these things for his sake. Well, it's good to be in the Lord's house tonight. Amen. Amen. Appreciate your presence uh, Wednesday night. I guess this will be the, well, I'm not sure. Is this the last Wednesday night of January? We still got one more? All right. Well, it's uh, hard to, to believe we're almost through the, uh, the first month of the year. Doesn't seem possible. Uh, so the question is, what have, we, what have we done for Jesus this year? Um, uh, amen. Uh, have we uh, have have we have we been a witness? Have we, have we won any anyone to Christ in 2024? Amen. As we said Sunday, I, I tell you, I've just continued to meditate on that message that was preached Sunday night, uh, and uh, especially that text. And uh, Amen. How God's people were asleep, even though um, uh, Amen. Uh, it was it was as if the walls were bulging, getting ready to break. And uh, amen, brethren, I'm telling you, uh, time is short. Um, we must work the works of him that sent us while it is day, for night cometh uh, when no man can work. We better get get it done while we can. Amen. Because uh, one of these days, uh, that uh, uh, effectual uh, uh, open door of opportunity uh, will be no more. Amen. Uh, boy, I tell you, there's joy in serving Jesus, isn't there? Yeah. Amen. What a blessing it is to live for God and uh, just to be a servant of the Lord. So we do appreciate your presence tonight. A uh, whole lot different uh, weather-wise. Uh, 
tonight than it was this time last week. Uh, amen. Uh, but uh, I'll take the warm weather uh, any day of the week. I guess it was, was it last night Carly was talking about just how how warm it was outside. I said, honey, I said, after what we've been through, I said, 40 degrees will feel like summertime. Uh, hallelujah. But uh, you can be turning in your Bibles tonight to Jeremiah chapter number 49. Jeremiah chapter number 49. And, uh, you know, I know Dad mentioned uh, prayers for our family uh, as we were able to visit uh, with some of our extended family. Um, Amen. Sometimes you don't know who you're related to. Isn't that right? Uh, you better do a, a research, uh, research your family history and family tree before you choose your wife or your husband. You might uh, end up marrying your own grandpa or something. So there is a song about that, I believe. But uh, we were vi- able to visit with some of our, our family. And uh, uh, amen. I'm, I'm thankful for Christian heritage, aren't you? I'm thankful. Uh, Amen, uh, that I was raised uh, according to the principles of the Word of God, uh, the traditions of the faith, and uh, I'll tell you, if you, uh, if you have a Christian heritage, it's something you ought to be thankful for, because not everybody has that. Uh, praise the Lord. All right, Jeremiah chapter 49, anybody have anything tonight before we, before we preach? Uh, God being good to you, anything you'd like to share with the church uh, before we preach the Word of God tonight? All right, uh, we'll read, we won't read the entire chapter, but we will read through the first uh, uh, few verses anyway, as Jeremiah chapter number 49 is not, you know, most of the, the, the prior chapters have, um, um, have focused on one specific group or nation as we begin uh, back in uh, chapter number 46. Uh, chapter 46 pretty much dealt exclusively with the nation of Egypt, judgment pronounced against the Egyptians. Then uh, chapter number 47 uh, dealt uh, pretty much entirely with the Philistines. And then chapter number 48 was a very, very long chapter uh, that dealt uh, pretty much exclusively with the uh, kingdom of Moab, the Moabites, uh, again, descendants of Lot. Uh, and uh, but chapter forty nine is different, and by the way, we are getting ready to wrap this study up, and uh, that'll be kind of um, a relief uh, to me. Uh, any, uh, it just seems like uh, you're never going to get through it. Of course, I've tried not to hurry through it per se, but uh, certainly has been a blessing. Uh, but we're almost through with uh, our study of the book of Jeremiah. Just a couple, a couple more chapters. But chapter 49 is unique in the fact that there are multiple uh, nations that are dealt with and that are spoken of. Again, I want to remind you that Jeremiah was not uh, exclusively a, uh, a prophet to the, to, 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 to the kingdom of Judah. Uh, a lot of times I'm afraid that's, that, w- that would be our primary association, uh, you know, just exclusively... Uh, um, uh, relating him to, to Judah. But again, uh, when God called him to be a prophet in chapter 1, he called him to be a prophet not just to Judah, but to the nations as well. So these were prophecies of impending judgment that are getting ready to fall, not just upon uh, 
Judah, but upon Egypt and upon Philistia and upon Moab uh, and now upon Ammon. Uh, and uh, that's the first six verses of chapter 49 deal with Am uh, Ammon or Ammon. And then we uh, move on to Edom. Uh, and we'll deal with the uh, Edomites tonight, Lord willing, get that far anyway. But then it moves on to several other groups, uh, Basra and um, uh, Amen, uh, Kedar, and uh, then Elam, uh, the, e the Elamites. And uh, we'll discuss their identity, who they are, and just try to learn some lessons uh, from them. I do want to again remind you that this is not easy preaching. And I do appreciate your prayers as uh, some of these verses, again, I don't, want to, I don't want it to be boring to you. I try not only to provide you with an interpretation, but an application, uh, some you, something you can take home with you, uh, amen, that'll be a blessing to you. So uh, with the Lord's help, we'll do that tonight. But let's begin reading verse number 1, chapter 49, where the Bible says, Concerning the Ammonites, thus saith the Lord, hath Israel no sons, hath he no heirs? Why then doth their king inherit Gad, and his people dwell in his cities? Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will cause an alarm of war to be heard in Rabbah of the Ammonites, and it shall be a desolate heap, and her daughters shall be burned with fire. Then shall Israel be heir unto them that were his heirs, saith the Lord. Howl, O Heshbon, for Ai is spoiled. Cry, ye daughters of Rabbah. Gird ye with sackcloth, lament, and run to and fro uh, by the hedges. For their king shall go into captivity, and his priests and his princes together. Wherefore gloriest thou in the valleys, thy flowing valley, O backsliding daughter, that trusted in her treasures, saying, Who shall come unto me? Behold, I'll bring a fear upon thee, saith the Lord, uh, Lord God of hosts, from all those that be about thee, and ye shall be driven out every man right forth, and none shall gather up him that wandereth. And afterward I will get bring again the captivity of the children of Ammon, saith the Lord. Now there's a transition here, verse number 7. Uh, Jeremiah begins speaking about Edom. Concerning Edom, thus saith the Lord of hosts, is wisdom no more in Taman. Uh, is counsel perished from the prudent? Is their wisdom vanished? Uh, flee ye, turn back, dwell deep, O inhabitants of Dedan. For I will bring the uh, calamity of Esau upon him the time that I will visit him. If grape gatherers come to thee, would they not leave some gleaning grapes? If thieves by night, they will destroy till they have enough. But I have made Esau bare, I have uncovered his secret places. And he shall not be able to hide himself. His seed is spoiled, and his brethren and his neighbors, and he is not. Uh, leave thy fatherless children. I will preserve them alive, and let thy widows trust in me. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, they whose judgment may not drink of the cup have, uh, have assuredly drunken. And art thou he that shall altogether go unpunished? Thou shalt not go unpunished, but thou shalt surely uh, drink of it. We'll quit reading there. That's as far as we'll get tonight, Lord willing. Uh, again, as we focus and concentrate in our study regarding judgments that are pronounced against Ammon and Edom. Father in heaven, I love you. Appreciate 
the privilege we have to gather in your house, assemble ourselves together, uh, Lord, and uh, help us to never neglect the uh, blessing of that privilege. And um, help us, Lord, to um, uh, understand, Lord, the importance of it. God, we're not here by accident or, or coincidence, but we're here uh, according to the sovereign providence of Almighty God. And Lord, I love you tonight, and I thank you, Lord, uh, Lord, not only for the opportunity to study and prepare, uh, Lord, but to preach these uh, precious truths from uh, the inspired uh, biblical scripture, Lord. Uh, God, thank you, Lord, for uh, the fellowship we have uh, with one another. Thank you, Lord, for the songs that we sing, the opportunity we have to pray. And Lord, I pray that you'd enlighten our minds and Lord, remove every hindrance or distraction that might uh, keep us from receiving the truth that you'd have for us tonight. And Lord, we'll be quick to praise you uh, for all that you do. Honor your word, exalt your son by way of your humble servant. Forgive us for our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. May we just simply be a vessel uh, and a conduit, Lord, just to, uh, uh, Lord, to distribute uh, unto others what you, uh, Lord, have uh, shown unto us. In Jesus' name we pray, all God's people said, Amen. All right, again, judgment against Ammon and Edom. So uh, let me begin tonight by, uh, by uh, considering verse number 1 of our text, which, you, which we find to be an identification concerning the Ammonites, saith the Lord. Now, uh, the Ammonites were descendants of Lot, along with the Moabites. Ammon and Moab were, we might refer to them as sister nations. Uh, Ammon was located north of Moab. Moab primarily was a threat unto Judah uh, because the land of Moab was... Uh, directly uh, east of uh, the uh, Jordan River, uh, specifically the Dead Sea. Uh, again, more of a threat to the southern kingdom of Judah, whereas Ammon, the Ammonites, uh, you know, were enemies uh, of the northern kingdom of Israel. But uh, they were descendants of Lot, and they came uh, about as a result of Lot's incestuous relationship with his own daughter. Uh, 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 now, Ammon, just like Moab, is a part of modern-day Jordan. Uh, again, Jordan being a, a current ally of the nation of Israel. But now there's a possession, verse number 1, Hath Israel no sons, hath he no heir? Why then doth their king inherit Gad? And his people dwelt in his city. So the specific sin that uh, the Ammonites were guilty of was possessing land that did not belong to them. Land that had been bestowed upon Israel, the, uh, again, uh, specifically the tribe of Gad, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And uh, again, uh, this land had been bestowed upon Gad. Now, one of the reasons that this land had been neglected is whereas the majority of the land of Israel uh, in uh, in uh, ancient times, existed on the western side of the Jordan River. Uh, the land of Gad was on the eastern side. And uh, uh, sad to say, in spite of the instructions that God gave to Joshua uh, and to the people to drive out all the inhabitants of the land, uh, amen, because they knew that God's people would be vulnerable and would be influenced 
by the false religions of the Canaanites and, and all the other uh, inhabitants of the land. Uh, amen. And instead of trying to be a, instead of bringing, uh, bringing their enemies up, uh, amen, their enemies would bring them down. Amen. You better be careful on who you help. Amen. A lot of times we have good intentions to help this one or to help that one. Well, I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to help. Hey, brother, if you don't be careful, uh, they'll bring you down. Uh, amen. And there'll be a negative influence on you rather than you being a, a, a positive influence on them. But uh, again, the, the land on the eastern side of the Jordan River especially had been neglected. And eventually the kingdom of Ammon just kind of absorbed uh, amen, the land that had been in, uh, endowed and bestowed upon Gad into its own borders. But Ammon was guilty of possessing land that they, didn't, that, that they did not, uh, uh, amen, that, that, that uh, they didn't have a right to. They did not possess that land. Uh, and listen, I, I just want to say this tonight. Uh, the borders of Palestine... Uh, and the Middle East, have all, that's, you talk about one of the greatest controversies that has existed all throughout uh, history is the borders of the Middle East. And who, who, who uh, does the land belong to? Does it belong to, it, uh, to the, the Jews or does it belong to the Arabs? Well, uh, it was, uh, the borders of Palestine were ordained by God. Man does not have the right to determine uh, who is supposed to possess the land because God uh, gave clear instructions uh, in His Word on who the land belongs to. Amen? And the Jews, uh, you know, nowadays, you, you know, of course, one of the, one of the things that, I, that the liberal crowd is guilty of viewing America as inherently evil uh, uh, is because they, they accuse us of being colonizers. Uh, amen. In other words, we're guilty of taking land that didn't belong to us. Uh, and, of course, the Native Americans, that's one of the... And listen, uh, we won't even get into that. Uh, you, know, you know, we've got some, some sins uh, uh, that our nation is guilty of in the way we have treated, uh, amen, some, uh, uh, you know, some innocent human beings in our past history. And uh, the Native Americans or the American Indians are certainly that group. But brother, I'm just here to tell you, and I got in trouble for saying this a few years back, but it's just true. They're fighting over the land and taking it uh, from one another before the white man ever arrived. Okay? Uh, so let's just be clear about this. But colonization... And, uh, you know, nowadays, especially, you know, amongst the liberal universities that are brainwashing our young people and, uh, amen, uh, so many of our elite universities have, uh, you know, have sided with Hamas and the Palestinians in the current conflict that's going, going on right now uh, in the Middle East. And the reason that they do that is because they're being taught that Israel is guilty of colonizing the land of Palestine, just like we colonized uh, America. Well, that's not the case. Uh, amen. The Jews were not guilty of colonizing areas of Palestine, uh, whether it be the Golan Heights or the Gaza Strip, 
But they were simply reclaiming what God had already bestowed upon them and entrusted to them. Friend, the land belongs to the Jews. Caroline, turn me down just a little bit. I don't know what in the world is wrong with this microphone. This is two surfaces in a row, but I don't want to blow uh, William's eardrums out. Hallelujah. So turn me down just a little bit. All right. Thank you. But um, it's not. Mute the mic. Mute the pulpit mic. All right. There we go. But uh, amen. God gave them the land. And man does not have, have the right to overturn what God has already ordained and established. And uh, the answer to the Middle East crisis, can I just say tonight, it's not a two-state solution. Do you realize that the Arabs already control uh, 90% of the Middle East? Do you understand that? And uh, those poor Palestinians, amen, they don't have anywhere to live. Brother, there's all, there, I mean, they can go anywhere they want to. Amen. But, but we want to pick on, uh, this anti-Semitic crowd wants to pick on these poor little Jews that are excluded. You look at uh, a geographic map of the land of Israel. By the way, Israel does not currently possess all of the land that God originally bestowed upon it. Amen. They technically uh, uh, have the right to a whole lot more than what they currently have. Uh, amen. But it's a, a two-state two, two solution will never work, and it's not fair to the Jewish people. Amen. Israel, did you know this? They are the only non-Arabic and non-Islamic nation that exists in the Middle East. Uh, and and we, all, we all know that the Arabs hate the Jews. In other words, that little, small little nation is surrounded by their enemies. But oh my goodness, the narrative uh, in the public media is all of the atrocities and the brutalities that the Jews are inflicting uh, upon, uh, uh, amen, those innocent... Brother, they're not innocent. Uh, amen, listen... Uh, amen, they're, uh, uh, they're, they're guilty of heinous crimes against uh, those Jews. And all the Jews are doing, they're defending themselves. And they're knowing that if they don't defend themselves, nobody else will come to their aid. Well, they've got God on their side, hallelujah. Uh, amen. They can't, uh, uh, listen, why don't we just leave them alone and let them have what God gives to them? Now that's my stance and that's my position on the matter. And that wouldn't get me very far amongst popular opinion, would it not? I mean, all right, now there's an admonition, verse number 2, Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will cause an alarm of war to be heard in Rabbah of the Ammonites. Now if you remember, uh, geographically speaking, Moab was located on a plateau or a plain. It was an elevated area. But yet because they lived in a, on a plateau, they thought themselves to be protected um, as a kingdom. On the other hand, Ammon was located in the valley. And she was surrounded by mountains on every side. And uh, they thought because of the so-called uh, uh, protection of the mountains that they were invulnerable. Uh, but brother, let me tell you, you go, you're going to need something more than mountains to protect you if God ordains judgment uh, to fall upon you. Amen? And uh, in spite of the assumption that they were invincible, 
An alarm of war was getting ready to sound in the land of Ammon. Brother, I want to say to you, there's an alarm of war sounding all over the world right now. Amen? And I mean, again, I'm not a prophet, but there are... Could it possibly be that, that years from now, historically speaking, it'll be viewed, uh, you know, the conflicts that are uh, currently going on, whether it be war, the war in Ukraine, you know, what's taking place right now in, in Israel and Gaza and now spreading on down... The Houthis, or how, how do you how do you pronounce that? The Houthis, the Houthis, Amen. Houthi and the Blowfish, Hallelujah. Uh, amen. Could it be that historically speaking, we'll look back and we may not know it now, but the but truth the truth of the matter is we've already entered into World War Three. Is that not? I'm telling you, friend, uh, we should at least wake up and we should at least be on guard because I'm telling you. There is an alarm of war raging around the world, being sounded out. And, and God's people are, amen, as was preached Sunday night, they were in, a, were in a deep sleep, acting as if everything's okay. That's right. A desolation, verse number 2, and it shall be a desolate heap. You know, again, when judgment fell and when Nebuchadnezzar and the, the Babylonian armies uh, would invade Ammon, and you think about all of the other examples that she had to follow. There was no reason for her to, to, to feel invincible or invulnerable. Uh, I mean, all she had to do was look and see what had happened, uh, amen, to, to, to Israel and then to Judah and to Egypt and then uh, Gaza, uh, amen, and, and even her sister nation, Moab. But listen, uh, she just ignored reality and was just you know dependent upon her own assumption that there's no way that she could ever be overthrown that's right uh, when it was all said and done there would be nothing left and the land would be uninhabitable that's hard for us to imagine isn't it but did you know it could it could end up the the case could be that uh you know the land that we currently love and the beautiful, but I tell you what, there's you'd have a hard you'd have a hard time finding anywhere in the world as beautiful as America. I, I mean, you know, just the uh, the ge geography and uh, amen, just the distinction of the various regions and whether it be out west or the plains, the prairies, and uh, I mean, this is a beautiful, beautiful land that God so graciously bestowed upon us. Uh, amen. But did you know that it's possible that it could be so bad, judgment could fall, and America could be uninhabitable? That's hard for us to, to fathom, isn't it? it? I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying it could happen. Say, preacher, why? Because it's happened to other nations. And if it could happen to them, it can happen to us. Uh, amen. There's an incineration. And this isn't pleasant, but it's just the truth. And her daughter's shall be burned with fire. You know, that, that is a, that's a natural consequence of war. And that is the innocence, uh, you know, be, becoming victims. Uh, nobody's excluded from, from, uh, from the atrocities of war. Amen. Everybody suffers. And here it says literally that the daughters of the Ammonites should be burned with fire. You say, boy, that's awful. How, why would God allow it? was a consequence of sin. Amen? 
And brother, I'm telling you, God is, God is gracious, God is merciful, God is loving. But when He sovereignly chooses, amen, to unleash the, fuel, the full fury of His wrath and judgment upon a, a society, a culture, or a nation, brother, you better, you better get ready because it's going to get rough. Amen. The daughters would be burned with fire. Nobody would be excluded. But even the women, the children of the land would be brutally punished for the nation's sin. What's something we ought to think about? I don't want my kids suffering the consequences of my sin. Yeah, you know, it's something that uh, I was getting my hair cut. Boy, and you, you know, one of the greatest places to talk is at the barber shop. Amen. Or at the beauty salon. Now, you women like to gossip uh, at the beauty salon. Amen. But do what? No. But we men, we just like to talk. We don't. We just talk. We don't gossip. Amen. But, but the guy cutting my hair, we were just talking about it. He said, you know, it's just a tragedy. The thought that our kids are going, are, are going, are, that we're going to end up having a better life than the life that our kids have. And that'll be the first generation. And I don't know how long that, amen, the previous generation actually lived better than the generation to come. Boy, that's hard to fathom, isn't it? Uh, a reclamation. Verse number 2, Then shall Israel be heir unto them that were his heirs. Said the Lord, Israel would finally reclaim and retain that which belonged to them. And, uh, amen, uh, the spiritual lesson for us here, it's time for we as God's people to take back what the devil has stolen from us. I'm telling you folks, uh, you know, it, I, I believe that it is a disgrace uh, unto, unto, unto God Himself, but especially unto the people of God. That so many of the things that, that uh, amen, that belongs to God's people are in the devil's hands. Just like, uh, amen, when uh, the great battle that took place and the Ark of the Covenant was stolen. Uh, amen, what was the most precious treasure of all? fell into the hands of the enemy. I'm afraid that the enemy is enjoying the spoils of God's people because we've let him come in and steal what's rightfully ours. Amen. It's good preaching. Uh, a lamentation, verse number 3, Hail, O Heshbon, for Ai is spoiled. Cry, ye daughters of Rabbah, gird yourself with sackcloth, lay men and run to and fro by the hedges. Uh, and this is just simply something we've said many times before, and that is the time for weeping is not after judgment, but the time is we of weeping is before judgment falls. And brother, if we don't weep now, we're going to weep later. The problem is it's going to be too late. Amen? And, um, and, and let me just say this. I hope that, that it doesn't bore you. I mean, just again, repetition, you know. A lot of times, isn't that how you grow and how you learn, uh, how, you, how you get better at your talent or your trade just to, to repeat it over and over again? You know, isn't that how we learn the truths of the Scripture? You know, don't let uh, the repetition of scriptural truth bore you because uh, what it's doing, God's trying to sharpen our skills, amen, and uh, amen, and uh, amen, growing by exercising our spiritual senses. That's how we grow. We exercise our spiritual senses that we may grow. That's what the Bible says. Amen. There's a captivation, verse number 3, For their king shall go into captivity and his priests and his princes together. 
the kings, the prince, the, the, the priests, and the princes would all be captured by the Babylonians. You know, what happens a lot of times is that those who are in, who are in authority and those who have power, they take advantage of those who don't. They misuse their power. Uh, amen. And they mistreat those who uh, do not have power. Uh, amen. But the problem is when judgment falls, uh, amen, uh, they're the first ones to experience. Uh, listen, it's, you, you can flex your muscles all you want to when you're in control. Amen. But when somebody else uh, comes on the scene, uh, then the tables turn. And you have to experience that which you have inflicted upon others. And brother, I'm telling you, we got some leaders in this country, uh, amen, that uh, uh, payday's coming. Uh, amen, they've been taking advantage of their position. Can I say that tonight? And I listen, I'm not just talking about political leaders, I'm talking about spiritual leaders as well. Amen. Uh, you know, God has, has ordained, uh, you, you know, you to be a representative of His name. And we got men of God that are taking advantage of the office that's been bestowed upon them. Amen. Well, uh, you reap the wind. Uh, you sow to the wind, you reap the whirlwind. Isn't that right? All right. So uh, there, there, there's a glorification, and I think there's something to be learned here. Wherefore, glorious thou in the valleys, thy flowing valley, O black backsliding daughter that trusted in her treasures. Boy, this is characteristics of the, uh, the kingdom of Ammon. Uh, amen. They took pride in their own geography, the beauty of their land. Uh, amen. And, and uh, you know, there's so many things here in America that we take pride in. You know, I think about the fool in, in Congress that's, I believe he's a first year's senator uh, or representative that has introduced a bill to take down the Statue of Liberty. Uh, amen. Simply because we're not uh, being fair to the, to the illegal immigrants. Amen. Listen, uh, I, I mean, you know, there are some monuments in this country, and I'm not just talking about political monuments, but religious monuments and spiritual monuments. And boy, I tell you, things that are a part of our, the rich heritage of this nation. Uh, amen. And, and that which our forefathers have fought for and shed their blood for. And you know what we've done? Amen. We're, we're uh, uh, amen. We are, uh, uh, we've turned them into disgrace. Isn't that right? Uh, and, and, and listen, um, we're making a mockery. Out of, the, the, out of the things that our forefathers cherished. But listen, we don't need to trust in those things. You know what else we don't need to trust in? We don't need to trust in our treasures. The Ammonites were guilty in trusting in their treasures, putting their faith and trust in their wealth, their possessions, and the treasures of their own hands. Brother, you don't realize just how quickly your treasures and your possessions can be gone. That's why God said, the Lord said, set your affections on things above and not on things below. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth. Amen. Why? Because all of these things are perishable in nature. They may be here today, but they'll be gone tomorrow. Amen. You better not have... Listen, if you think that you'll find happiness in wealth or in money or in 
uh, or some trinket or toy. Uh, amen. Brother, the, the, the devil has deceived you. That's nothing more than an illusion or a mirage. Amen. Because I'm telling you, there's no contentment uh, in your stuff. Amen. There's no happiness to be found in the, the things that we possess, but I'm afraid that we are guilty of placing more value on our possessions than we do the God that gave them to us. That's right. Amen. What are you going to do when your treasures are gone? I've never, well, yeah, I did. I saw it on Facebook. I finally saw uh, a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Amen. Well, that was just for show because uh, he ain't taking it with him. Right? Amen. I, I don't know if it's ever happened, but it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, if uh, there's been people buried with their money. Put the money in the casket. What? I mean, what value is that? Well, I guess that's better than letting your children fight over it and fuss, uh, fuss over it. Amen. Right? Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, there's a conviction uh, saying, Who shall come unto me? It's almost like they were testing God. Almost like they were tempting God. Uh, almost like they were daring God. Uh, you know, who, who, who's going to come and destroy us? I mean, look at what we have. And see, the problem is they forget where it come from. See, that's our problem today here in America. We've forgotten how, listen, you couldn't live in a better place than, the, than, than where we live. Brother, you ought to, every day when you walk out of your house, and uh, you, you ought to find you a, uh, some grass, and you ought to bow down and kiss that grass and say, thank you, Jesus, for letting me live in America. Thank you, Jesus, for letting me grow up in the Bible Belt. Thank you, Jesus, for uh, letting me grow up in Greenville, Tennessee. Friend, there's a reason everybody else is moving here, because you and I have got a good thing. Amen? And anybody who'd say otherwise is a fool. I'm telling you, we are blessed to live where we live. And uh, we better appreciate it. We better be thankful for it. Because uh, we may have it today, but one of these days, uh, what we have may be no more. Who shall come unto me? They were daring God. They were tempting. They were testing God. Uh, amen. I'm telling you, friend, you better be careful about uh, playing Russian roulette with the Lord. Because one of these days, I promise you, when it's all said and done, God will prove that He's greater than, than, than we are. But listen, uh, amen, what we have, uh, it, listen, we didn't generate it on our own, God gave it to us. Uh, amen, every good and perfect gift comes from God. You know, the house that I live in, God gave to me. The vehicles I drive, amen, they may be dent and dinged and, and, and beat and battered, Hallelujah. Might as well take two of the doors off, hallelujah. But God give them to me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We won't even talk about whose fault that is. But what we do is we, think we forget to look under the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help comes from God. Amen. Amen. When we begin to listen, don't you, don't you ever, uh, uh, you know, Sell, sell out 
uh, on the precious blessings God's bestowed upon you. Uh, we're getting ready to talk about the Edomites. Esau, the descendants of Esau. You know, they, you know where they ended up living? They ended up living in a place that would resemble modern-day Afghanistan. Uh, amen. And just almost like Mars. Uh, the, the topography and geography of Mars, hallelujah. Just rocks and caves. and Amen. You know why? Because uh, Esau, he sold his birthright, and as a result, he ended up losing his blessing. When you sell out the precious treasures God gives to you, you'll end up, amen. The devil will always take more than what, uh, than, than what you expect to give him. Amen. All right, a trepidation, verse number 5. Behold, I will bring a fear upon thee, saith the Lord God of hosts. The Lord would cause a great fear to come upon all the citizens of Ammon. You know, again, the statements they made, Who shall come unto me? That, that's a sign of, 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 of arrogance and pride. You know what? We need to have a holy and a reverential fear of God before judgment comes. God has a way of instilling fear upon His people. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, living as if God's getting ready to zap you with a bolt of lightning. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying realizing that He's holy and that He's righteous and He demands and deserves to be revered and respected. And one way or another, He will instill a reverence and a fear uh, into His people. That's what we need today. We need a holy fear of God. That's right. We fear man more than we do God. Yes. An expulsion, verse 5, from, from all those that be about thee, and ye shall be driven out every man right forth, and none shall gather up him that wandereth. You know, one of the things that the citizens of Ammon would lose in uh, the impending judgment that was coming uh, from God was their land. They were going to lose their land. You know, it's natural here in, in America. We live in a free society, or I think we still do. But um, to have the right to the ownership of property. Did you know that that's foreign to most countries? Historically speaking, the people did, do not own their property. Uh, I, your dad's got me into the Indian, Indian Wars. We've been what, sitting bull and uh, crazy horse, isn't that right? And I mean, see, that's what I do. I go from one thing to another, and now he's got me into the Indians. Hallelujah. But, uh, you know, that's the one thing that the Indians marveled. And actually, they held against the Americans, the white people, and because the white people believed they owned the land. The Indians, did, the Native Americans, they did not believe in the ownership of property. They were nomadic people. They wandered from one area to another because they did not view or they did not recognize the ownership of property. Brother, if you don't uh, appreciate your land, God will take it from you. Amen. We ought to appreciate. America no longer appreciates its land. The citizens, the people of, of America no longer appreciate, uh, and we could go into all kinds of uh, evidences as why, the way they talk about their land, the way they disrespect their land, Amen. And now the, the, just how quick they are to give it away to those who haven't done anything to deserve it. They're not entitled to it. Amen. That's good preaching. 
restoration. And afterward, verse 6, I will bring again the captivity of the children of Ammon, saith the Lord. Again, the, the judgment that would fall upon the Ammonites would not be a total judgment. But uh, again, God would be merciful to them and, and uh, amen, gracious to them. And, and this just shows that God never, uh, ne- God never, uh, he, He's never uh, over heavy handed. Is that, is that the right way to say it? I mean, uh, amen. And I've been guilty of that, to being too harsh on my kids. Of course, I think more so than not, I've been too easy on them. Uh, I know He is too easy on me. Say amen right there. Yes, uh, but but listen, God. When God when God um, gives out discipline or judgment or chastisement, you can always know that He does it in the right amount, in the right portion. He's He's never too heavy-handed. Boy, that's a blessing. Knowing that God can be trusted even when it comes to judgment, isn't that great? It's wonderful. A transition now quickly concerning Edom. Thus saith the Lord of Hosts, Edom. Let me just give you some things about Edom. It was located south, this is fascinating, south of Judah and more of a wilderness area. Amen. Um, uh, Esau, uh, he, sold, he sold his birthright, lost his blessing. He sold Canaan for uh, the wilderness. Isn't that what a lot of people are doing today? Selling out the blessings of God uh, for the wilderness of this world. Amen. It was located south of Judah in more of a wilderness area. It is known for its complicated network of rock, mountains, and caves. The rock city of Petra, if you've ever studied much about the Bible uh, or, or about, uh, amen, the Middle East, Petra is a place that a lot of people visit. It's the rock city uh, where people at one point in time literally lived in caves, cut out uh, dwelling places out of the rocks. It's a, almost like a natural fort. Uh, and... Uh, it is known as being part of southern Jordan today and or southern Israel. The Edomites were descendants of Jacob's older brother, Esau, who forfeited both his blessing and birthright. Uh, by the way, some people believe, and I, I don't know, that's, that's one of those things that a lot of different opinions, a lot of people believe that, that, that Israel and the Jews will flee to Petra and flee to this very land uh, that uh, we're talking about here tonight, that they'll flee there during the time of tribulation again. I'm not going to argue for or against. Uh, but it is a very, very unique place. A perception, verse number 7, is wisdom no more in Timon. His counsel perished from the prudent. Is their wisdom vanished? The Edomites were known for their knowledge upon which they depended on as the source of their strength. Brother, knowledge is good. But I want to remind you, God gave us our knowledge. And I, there's a lot of people today in America that, that worship knowledge and intellect. Artificial intelligence. You know, I, can, and I, I'm not gonna, I don't want to throw the baby away with the bathwater, but I'm uncomfortable with that. I, I'm afraid that it almost, it's just another attempt by man to be, to be godlike. To control, trying to control things that he has no business controlling. Amen. And I promise you, when man tries to be like God, man messes up. And they'll talk about artificial intelligence being a good thing all the day long, but you just wait and see. It'll do more harm than it does good. That's right. And we want to worship knowledge and intellect and technology. You know how technology's technology's great as long as it works right. 
But you know, I'm afraid that's one reason why America is more vulnerable today than it ever has been. Because we are so dependent upon our technology. What were to happen if, if, uh, if the Chinese or the Russians were to, uh, amen, uh, do something, and there's all kinds of different ways they could do it, to, to basically uh, 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 disable uh, the, 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 the technology networks that drive this nation and allow us to operate. Brother, I'm telling you, uh, chaos would break out, and it can happen. It can happen. You may go to bed one night, uh, you know, and you may wake up next morning, the grid's gone out. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to uh, be a gloom. I'm just telling you, it's very possible. And we've, you talk about smart people, people that are technolog technologically advanced. The Chinese are a whole lot smarter than any American thought, thought about being. Amen. So, uh, Knowledge is good, but we better trust in the one that give it to us. Amen. Excavation. Flee ye, turn back, dwell deep, O inhabitants of Dedan. The people of Edom would be forced to hide from the Babylonians in rocks, cliffs, and caves of their rugged land. And again, this goes back to this theory about the Jews. But it would, it would, have, been a very, it would have been the ideal place to hide. You know, they talk about during the, the tribulation. Amen. They're going to want... They're going to be hiding in the caves, crying for the rocks to fall down upon them. Uh, amen. But we saw that last week. You know, you, you, try, to, you try to escape uh, the trap and, and you fall into the snare. And uh, Amen. When it comes to the judgment of God, brother, there's no escape. Uh, by the way, you better get saved for the tribulation. Because once that door shuts, there's no... Once the trumpet sounds... There's no hope. A retribution, for I will bring, verse number 8, the calamity of Esau upon him the time that I will visit him. Man, isn't this interesting? God would use the Babylonian invasion as a form of judgment against Esau and over his sin. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that uh, something else? Be sure your sin will find, will find you out. Maybe not immediately, but eventually. I was trying to wake you up there, Tillman. Hallelujah. It worked. Perk him up real good. Uh, listen, again, we think that just because we get away with it at first, sometimes God, uh, amen, waits. Amen. But when you least expect it, the hammer falls. Maybe not immediately, but eventually. Uh, deprivation. If grape gathers come to thee, would they not leave some gleaning grapes if... Thieves by night, they will destroy till they have enough. This reminds me, and I think I alluded to it, to the, the proverb in Song of Solomon 2.15, Take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. Brother, you better protect your vineyard. Because there's the little foxes, the devil's little foxes, want to come in at night and they want to pluck the plump, juicy grapes right off the vine. You better you better protect your vineyard. Amen. Participation. I'm almost done. But I have made Esau bear. I have uncovered his secret places and he shall not be able to hide himself. His seed is spoiled and his brethren and his neighbors. And he is not. Now, what we find in the last, especially verse 10 and 12, 
is the fact that Edom would not be exempt from experiencing the judgment that had befallen the other nations. And let me, I'll say more about that in verse 12. Verse 11, a preservation. Leave thy father's fatherless children. I will preserve them alive and let thy widows trust in me. And well, I think this is, again, God interweaves grace and mercy even during a time of judgment. The Lord would, be merci- would mercifully leave a remnant of Edomite children and widows alive, maybe because of their affiliation with Abraham. I don't know. But isn't it great that even during the darkest times you can still see a picture of mercy and grace? It's wonderful. Finally, verse 12. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, they whose judgment was not to drink of the cup have assuredly drunken, and art thou he that shall altogether go unpunished. Thou shalt not go unpunished, but thou shalt surely drink of it. It's almost as if for some reason... The Edomites thought that they would be exempt from judgment. Uh, maybe they thought, well, you know, because of who we are. Amen. We're descendants of Abraham, Esau. God would never judge us. But brother, there's no, there, may be, there may be such thing as tax exemption, but there's no such thing as judgment exemption. Amen. Don't you ever think that because of who you are, you'll get by with it. Amen. I think that's we've got a lot of politicians in our day in America. They're using their position and their power because they to protect their evil deeds. But whatever is done in darkness will eventually come to light. And I'm just telling you that there's no such thing as exemption from judgment. And praise God, the rapture will deliver us. Amen. God's not appointed we who are saved to wrath. But I'm just saying culturally, socially, nationally, if God would judge Israel, God will judge America. If God would judge uh, Egypt, God will judge America. If God would judge uh, uh, Philistia, if God would judge Moab, if God would judge Ammon, if God would judge Babylon, if God would judge uh, Persia, if God would judge Rome, You better believe that when any nation turns against God and forgets to recognize, loses its its fear of God and no longer recognizes uh, God as the source of their strength, you better believe God will make a believer out of them. And I believe when it's all said and done, maybe on the backside of it we'll look back and say, boy, we we should not have forgotten the God of our fathers. We should not, we, we, we went astray when we forgot that the Lord's the one that give us our wealth. The Lord's the one that give us our, uh, the, beauty, the beautiful prairies and plains and rivers and valleys and mountains and, and lakes. Uh, we should never get, forget that the Lord's the one that give us our land. Uh, he's the one that give us our children. He's the one that give us our treasures. And instead of making a God out of them and worship them, we need to, Remember, and we need to love the giver of the blessings more than we do the blessing itself. Let's all stand tonight. Father in heaven, I love you. I've done my best to share your truth. And God, even in a passage like this, there are so many things that we can glean from and, and learn, God, and apply to our own lives. And uh, Father, I pray that we would not mis- repeat the mistakes, uh, Lord, um, uh, of the people of ancient days and 
And God, um, judgment is a reality. And uh, Father, uh, Lord, I just pray that we would have a, a holy reverence and a holy respect and God, a holy fear for You because if we don't have it naturally, God, You know just exactly what it's going to take to instill a fear. A holy fear in and upon the lives of Your people. God, we love You and we... we we praise You, God. I pray that we would, we would not ignore the sound, the alarm of war that's ringing all over this world today. Lord, I'm not a prophet. I don't know what's going to happen. But Lord, I, I tell you, we better wake up out of our deep sleep because again, the, the dam's bulging and it's, it, it's, it seems as if it's getting ready to break at any moment. And Lord, there's people in danger that's going to be washed away by the flood of of Your fury and wrath. And Lord, You've given us an ark of safety. You've given us a door of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that we'd warn others and do our best to make sure that we get as many in as we can before it's too late. In Jesus' name we pray, all God's people said. Amen. You are dismissed.